Welcome to the Crosslight Bible Study Podcast, a verse-by-verse study through the scriptures with Rob Harston. Thank you for joining us today. Now here's Rob. Hello and Happy New Year to you all. Thank you guys for joining the first Crosslight Bible Study Podcast of the year. Uh, And uh, this is going to be a a fun year. Um, I mean, I've only been doing this uh, podcast and teaching for uh, since March, and um, there's been just a, a really awesome response to uh, what is being taught on here by God, not by me. He's just using this worthless vessel, but um, it's it's exciting to see what the Lord is doing with this, and uh, I pray that uh, it will continue into uh, 2021. So um, we are starting this new year, and just before we get into today's message, just to kind of let you know what's coming up uh, in the in the next uh, few weeks. Um, next week we'll be starting our series freedom in christ and we'll be in the book of galatians so i know uh we've been uh, talking about that a lot so that's going to come up so hopefully you guys can join us for that and i pray that uh, these last few uh, messages have uh, have really spoke to you and uh, i pray that today's would speak to you so um, without further ado let's get started and um, if you uh, have your bibles you can go ahead and open up to matthew chapter 10 and we'll be in verses 24 to 33. And the title of my message today is A Confident Christian. It's a confident Christian. And in a world that that can bring many fears in our lives, like like who will be president? I know that's on everybody's mind. Who's going to be president? Or man, will I get COVID? Or what is what if this new job does not work out? And you can fill in the blank today on, on, on what f- fears you may have. And uh, there are two, there are far too many Christians today who you know, they, they, they live their lives afraid and they, they're, they're afraid to do a lot of things. They're afraid to take risks because they, they, they fear that they may fail. When they do this, then they miss out on so much in life and, that, and they choose to live in, in dreadful pain and suffering and disappointment. I don't know if you guys have, uh, I don't know if you guys have been to that, to that mountaintop before uh, of, well, it's not really a mountaintop, but let's say the valley of, of just of dreadful pain and suffering and, and disappointment, just because we've been scared to do things. We're not putting our faith and trust in God, but we are, we are just, we're, we're scared to, to, to even move. Have you, have you felt that before? And if you have, then you know what it's like. Well, today we, you know, we want to, we want to know what a confident Christian is. And, but there is a fear that that the many have there's a there's a fear that many have not I'm, i might be uh, fearful of the same things you are and you're probably not fearful of the same things that i am but there is a fear that many have and that fear is speaking to somebody now i'm not saying going to your neighbor's house or going to your families and saying hello and con- conversing with people i'm talking about i'm talking about people that are afraid to talk to somebody about jesus and maybe that's you today maybe you are afraid to speak to somebody about Jesus. Now, I know I was when I first became a Christian and I was in my years, I mean, it took me a long time to to really um, open up and, and, and speak to people about Jesus. Now, I don't have a problem with it. I'll do it on a plane, I'll do it wherever I'm at. But maybe you have that fear today. Maybe you have that fear. And, and, and that, that fear could be, it could be rejection or maybe not having the right words. 
Now, my question to those people that are fearful today and the question today for us is, did you know that you can be a confident Christian? You can be confident in telling people the gospel message Yes, you can be. You can have confidence in that, and I say, I say, great. It's a wonderful place to be if you have that. If you if you have that confidence and you have no problem telling the people about the gospel, then you know what? Great, that is good, and you should be encouraging other people to do the same and have that same confidence you have. And maybe confidence is something you lack. I know, like I said, I know it did uh, for me for a while in in speaking to people about Jesus. Now. You're probably thinking today, oh, a confident Christian, man, I want to find out how I can have confidence in in 2021, uh, and this is what the message is going to be about today. Well, this message of being confident and some of the fears is actually today we're talking about preaching the gospel to people. Now, if you want confidence in 2021 as a Christian, make sure you're in the Word of God 365 days a year studying and drawing near to God. And when you do that, you will be a confident Christian no matter what you do. And it can apply for this. But today we will be a t- we'll be talking about people that are just, they're afraid to go and, and, and tell people about Jesus. So hopefully this will encourage you today. So um, in, our, in our text today, in Matthew chapter 10, verses 24 to 33, we will see that Jesus taught his disciples, he, he was teaching his disciples that fear should not overtake them as followers of his. To live cowardly is really no life at all. And, I, and I, I'm, I'm telling you this, that if you can't go out and, 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 and tell people about Jesus, then there's a, there might be a couple things. You might be really fearful. You might be, there, there's some things that just they're dragging you down. And I'm hoping today those will be overcome. So let's see today in our text, let's see what a confident Christian does. But before we do that, let's take this before the Lord. And Father, Lord, we thank you. God, we thank you for this beautiful day that we get to enjoy here uh, uh, on earth, Lord, with our family members and friends. And Lord, we do lift up the people that have uh, been uh, sick with COVID or have lost, uh, people that have lost family members due to that. Lord, we we pray that you, God, would comfort them. You would, Lord, you would just uh, give them peace that surpasses all understanding, Lord. And Lord, we just need your presence, Lord, in, in those things. And Lord, we pray for this message today, Lord, that these words would resonate with people, God, that they would not be afraid to tell people what you have done for them. Lord, they'd be excited. Lord, there'd be a zeal for them to go tell people what you have done and for them and that they can have that same they can have that same excitement lord let the gospel message be 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 preached by all of your of your children lord without fear lord so we thank you we love you we lift this time up to you now in jesus name we pray amen so if you look at it uh there's some things there's three things that a christian uh needs to do to be have this confidence in telling people about Jesus. And one, if you're taking notes, is recognizing, the the, the confident Christian recognizes the reality of evil. And these are found in in, in verses 24 through 28. And I'll read that, let me read that real quick for you. Um, In verse 24, it says that a disciple is not above his teacher, nor a slave above his master. It is enough for the disciple that he become like his teacher and the slave like his master. If they if they have called the, the head of the house believable, sorry, I probably butchered that, how much more will they uh, malign the members of his household? Verse 26 says, therefore do not fear them, for there is nothing concealed that will not be revealed or hidden that will not be known. 
What I tell you in the darkness, speak in the light. And what you hear whispered in your ear, proclaim upon the housetops. Do not fear those who kill the body, but aren't able to kill the soul, but rather fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Verse 29 says, are not two sparrows sold for a cent? And yet not one of them will fall to the ground apart from your father. But the very hairs of your head are all numbered. So do not fear. You are, you are more valuable than many sparrows. Therefore, everyone who confesses me before men, I will confess him before my Father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, I will also deny him before my Father who is in heaven. So our first point, again, a confident Christian recognizes uh, evil, the reality of evil. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying go searching for evil things. I'm not saying, I'm just saying recognize it. If this is a nutty world we live in. We, we see a lot of crazy things and a lot of crazy people and, and it just doesn't make sense. You probably sit there and say, what what's God thinking up there is all of this stuff is happening down here. Well, listen, it, it it's crazy. And I don't say go and look for it, but just recognize it. Know that it's there. You know, Jesus did not say that there would be no danger. We as believers are not promised immunity from harm or the fact that we will not be persecuted. No, Jesus guaranteed it. You see, fear is a real thing. Fear is real. I mean, there's fears that that, that I, I'll admit that I have. There's things that, that I have to take to the Lord because I'm a little nervous about or maybe fearful about. Well, um, the, the, the fear, the, the, it, when it's real, the, the word fear if you, if you look at it, the word fear or the words don't, do not be afraid, those are found in some 365 times in the Bible. We've, we see the word fear or do not fear or do not be afraid 365 times in the Bible. Now, the way I look at it is this. If that is in the Bible 365 times, the word is there 365 times. Let's replace that word with trust. If we're going to worry and we're going to fear about what people are going to say, if we are talking to them about Jesus, if that's our fear, then listen, 365 times, 365 days, we can replace fear with trust. This is, an, this is 365 days that we can put our trust in the Lord and let him do it. Amen. So we will face these things in life. But it doesn't mean we face them alone. God is with us. And we will find out later on uh, today how the Lord will be with us as we go and we proclaim his truth. You see, the disciples had fear, but they, they shouldn't have. Even when persecution comes, Jesus' disciples should not have, have been afraid. Rather, they should have been bold in their proclamation of the gospel. Look at verse 27. It says, Therefore, do not fear them, for there is nothing concealed that will not be revealed or hidden that will not be known. Now, people who who oppose God. Now these are the these are the enemies of God. These are the believers that deny God, they deny his existence, they they just don't they're just not following him. These are the people that oppose God and do not believe in Jesus. They don't believe uh, Jesus at all, uh, what he did, uh, his work on the cross and 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 they will all do these things. These people that oppose Jesus will always do things in the dark. They will they will use secretly and, and deceptive ways to oppose the gospel, right? You've probably heard it said, "Oh, well, you know, how how do you how do you know that God's there? You haven't seen him." And and this is why it's it's called faith. It's 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 a blind faith. And that's what we have as as believers today. We have faith. 
But as believers, our light needs to shine. It needs to shine bright. We, we're, we're to be about our, uh, uh, in the world proclaiming God's truth. And we need to do this with complete confidence. And why? why? Why can we have confidence? Why? Because the Lord has given us a voice. He's given us a voice and he has given us a foundation to stand upon. And that is the word of God because it's true. So we can go out in confidence. We can go out in boldness and we can speak it because we know it's true. And we see the effects of what the gospel does. And it's had on your life and it's had on my life. It changed us. So proclaiming God's truth, what we need to, it's, it's, it, with confidence is the truth will prevail. We know that it's going to prevail. We know how the story Ends. Just as the disciples should be have boldness, even though there was persecution was coming. They knew persecution was coming. Jesus told them that this was going to happen. And we, ourselves today, are like the disciples. We're, we're afraid to talk to people about Jesus. Maybe the excuse is, well, I, I just don't know what to say. Or, well, so-and-so is better exp- explaining that than, than me. Or, well, that's just not my spiritual gift. Come on, y'all. Come on. Those are excuses. If you trust the Lord and believe he brought this person to you to speak of what he did for you, then we need to do this. And the Lord does that. Somebody will. The Lord will bring somebody in your path that you had no idea. Reminds me of a story. I was on an airplane a couple months ago coming back from Idaho. And I was sitting there now, when, like I said, I don't know if I've said this before, but I don't like to fly. And when I'm on the plane, I sit there and I don't want anybody to talk to me. I just have my earbuds in and I just want to listen to music or hopefully fall asleep. But sometimes it's kind of hard to fall asleep next to a stranger. But there was a, a woman and she started talking to me and I'm like, oh my gosh, I just don't want to talk. But you know, we ended up talking about Jesus. We ended up talking about uh, she, she was asking a lot of questions and, um, and I told her to, to, to go look at some churches in Idaho to go to. And, and, and so hopefully she did that. I mean, I can't, but I told her about what Jesus did for me. I gave her a little bit of my, uh, of my testimony. So the Lord will bring people. I, I didn't ask for that. I really, I mean, honestly, I didn't pray that day. Hey, Lord, bring somebody to me, but you know what? He will do that. And, and when he does that, we need to be faithful to tell people the truth. We need to tell people the good news of Jesus Christ, amen? So we need to be doing these things when God uh, brings us um, people to talk to. And and we should not say that someone, uh, we should never say that someone does it better. Never compare yourself to somebody. Always just be yourself. Man, listen, I'm a spaz. I'll, I'll admit it. Man, I'll be on, I'm on here and, and you hear me, you know, my voice is almost like Peter Brady in the, in the, in the, uh, <laughs> the, the Brady bunch, you know, my voice is high and I speak and listen, as I'm talking, my hands are going like, um, I'm teaching somebody and it's because I just love teaching the word of God. But listen, I don't compare myself to anybody cause I'm not like anybody. I have a mentor, m- mentors that I look at, uh, pastor Jack Hibbs in uh, Chino Hills, California. Um, he is a, he's a mentor of mine and he's a great Bible teacher, but I can't be like Jack. I just have to be like myself. So when God brings these people, don't say that other people can do it better. You do it. The Lord brought him to you, that person to you. If God wanted uh, that someone else to do it, he would have someone else do it, but he chose you to do it. So we should not be afraid. We should be excited that the Lord wants to use us and tell us, tell people about him. So do not be afraid. See, fear will ruin that appointment that God set up. And if and if the fear of being persecuted or rejected is why you do not speak up, then in in, in some in, in some way Satan has won a victory. Now that persecution may not hurt 
us personally, but it will affect the work that the word of God does. And what I mean by that is it may not, you know, the persecution may not really affect us. I mean, you know, but in, 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 but if we're fearful and we don't say something, it, it may not, you know, it may not really affect us, but it affects the work that God is trying to take care of. And the last thing on, on speaking the gospel or, or doing any work with the Lord, um, I always think of this verse found in uh, 1 Corinthians 10, 31. And it says this, whether, whether then you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. So when we speak to people about God and his salvation, two things can happen. People can be saved by the power of the Holy Spirit. Listen, that is the end goal. That's what we want. We just don't, we don't want to go tell people how much we know, right? We don't want to tell people how much we know, uh, you know, our Bible knowledge and all these, these scripture memorizations and all that. That's all good. But the goal of talking to somebody about Jesus that is lost is that they can be found because you were once that lost person, someone or something, well, I wouldn't say something, but someone, whether it's a radio program, a podcast, or maybe uh, your pastor, you were preached the gospel to, and you accepted the gospel. So listen, can you imagine if that person didn't tell you? You would never, you may have never known, you might have known, but you know, let's say uh, hypothetically, there's a person out there that uh, you know is is a is a non-believer, doesn't believe in the Lord, and nobody tells that person about the gospel. Now they hear, it's a difference. They hear about Jesus. Oh yeah, Jesus this, Jesus that, but no one has really preached them the gospel. And let's say that person dies. I mean, how unfortunate, how unfortunate that person didn't get to hear the gospel message. So that's why it's important for everybody to go out and preach the gospel. So the the the, the power of, uh, of the Holy Spirit and the power of, uh, of the gospel can change lives. And also bigger than that, God will get the glory. God will get the glory. Because it was his plan of salvation to do this, is to send Jesus to the cross, die, and be risen on the third day. That was all part of the plan. So there's power in the gospel, and God will get the glory. So do not be afraid to speak. Don't be afraid to speak. Maybe there's a fear in other things, though. Let's, let's, let's touch that real quick. Like the fact that we can get sick and die. That, that, that can be true. That can be true fear for someone today. But again, Jesus said, have no fear that, that either because Jesus has conquered death, right? That's why we don't fear. Jesus has conquered death once and for all. Listen, I don't think I'm ready to die. Just like, you know, I'm not, I don't think I'm ready to die. I don't want to die. Yet, if the Lord wills, then since I put my trust in him, I'm going to be with him in heaven. So it's a win for me. Remember, when, when, when Paul was speaking to the Philippians, he said that he himself would love to go to be with Jesus. And I'm sure he said this with boldness because he knew it to be true. Getting hurt or, or dying or, or doing the work for the Lord should not give us fear. But in verse 28, Jesus does give us something to be fearful of. Here's something to be fearful of. It says, you know, it says, do not fear those who kill the body, but are unable to kill the soul, but rather fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. So here's something to be fearful for. We don't, we don't need an explanation for this verse. You can read it and it speaks clearly. God is the one to fear, not the people who persecute or harm Christians because the only thing they can really do is do damage to your body and you know, or even kill you. Um, you know, and it's, it's, it's harm to the body. That's all they can do. They can't do anything to the soul. You see, in those days, in those days, preaching the gospel got people hurt and even killed. 
even killed. Paul's life is a good example. Paul was a servant of Christ, yet he was beaten. He was he was almost just I mean, stoned to death. He was all these things were happening. He was in prison more times than gosh, I, I can I, we can count. So all these things, all this this harm and all this physical harm was coming against Paul. But the great thing is Paul was a servant of Christ and it was it was a role that he chose out of love and not fear. He chose this role out of love, not fear. He loved the Lord. He he loved Jesus. Jesus died for him. He recognized that and he wanted to go tell the rest of the world uh what was going to ha- you know, how how you can have the same uh you know saving grace that Paul had. And listen, jail couldn't stop him. Being stoned almost to death couldn't stop him. Uh being beaten couldn't stop him. Being shouted at and all these things being persecuted never stopped him because he knew the truth of the gospel. So that never stopped Paul. It was it was C.H. Spurgeon who wrote this about fear, uh, fearing God. And I quote, there is no cure for the fear of man like the fear of God. That is who, that's what that verse was saying. It was saying, don't fear the, the those who kill the body and are unable to kill the soul, but rather fear him who is able to destroy both. And that is God. That's who we fear. That's what this verse uh, is saying. But Jesus did affirm the certainty of victory though. He, 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 he affirmed this. Though we are called upon to suffer and die, the cause of Christ will triumph. So listen, we will go and we will do this thing. Have you ever led somebody to the Lord? I've had the opportunity to lead people to the Lord and what a feeling it is. What a feeling it is to be used by God. Or even, I think I've said before, going on hospital visits. What an honor it is to go and pray for somebody. And to even bigger than that, here's the thing I was thinking about yesterday. I was putting all these notes together and putting this message together. I'm like, I I, I mean, I'm not at, at some big, huge mega church or I'm not even preaching in front of people. I'm preaching to a wall. But you know what? The opportunity, I was thinking about this yesterday, the opportunity that the Lord gives me to teach his word. What an honor. What what an honor. I'm, I'm telling you, that's all I thought about yesterday was, man, I get to do this. And it's because there is victory. There is victory through Christ that he affirms this and Christ will triumph through this, triumph through everything. So don't be afraid to go and preach the gospel because again, we win in the end. And there are many ways Jesus affirmed this, but the most important way is his death on the cross and his resurrection that was affirming the victory that was victory was done set in stone over with right but what with that being said it is worth it the suffering and even death it's all worth it so no reason to fear but all sorts of confidence because jesus's victory now again like i said earlier back then we're not being persecuted like they were being persecuted back then. You guys understand that we we are not, we, as Christians, we are not being, now some of us are, some of us are, but there's a lot of us that aren't being persecuted. Like, oh, this person said I was a Bible thumper or a Jesus freak and that's persecution. No, that's, to me, that's a compliment. Man, if you think that highly of me and Christ, then boom, I'm, I'm, I'm doing my job. So we are being persecuted like like some of these people did uh, back in those days. So, um, you know, so the first point was someone uh, that a confident Christian recognizes uh, the, the reality of evil. And number two, the confident Christian reposes in the reign of God. And that's found in verses 29 to 31. You see, the power of evil and darkness, they're very real. And even though they are, they are, its power is limited. Harm will only come to us by God's 
permission. Look at the story uh, in Job uh, chapter 1, verse 12. Uh, then it's, you know, Lord Satan came to the Lord and was talking to him about Job, and and he said, "Behold, all God saying this uh, to Satan, he says, behold, all that he has in your power, only do not put forth your hand on him.' Now here, Satan was allowed to go after Job, but only limited on what he can do. You see, God didn't give him the full board. God said, "You're going to stop here, and that's it. You're not going to lay a finger on him." and and that's the that's it. It's God. This is the one that's reigning on the throne right now. The power of God on the throne. That's why we can't fear. Because if He only gave Satan a limited power, then Satan can't do anything to us that God doesn't allow. There's there's things in life. Whatever happens, whether it's death, whether it's sickness, whether it is going to tell somebody about Jesus. Listen, we have we sh- we should not fear because. Nothing will happen to us unless the Lord allows it to happen. He is in control. And Satan has, has power, and he has the desire to attack people like Job. And he, he attacks you and I today. This is, this is his desire to kill and destroy. And in Job's case, well, he was just waiting for God's permission to do so. But notice I said he had to get God's permission. And when God gave it, Satan went all in and was pleased to do so just to make Job's life miserable, but only what was allowed by God. This is the book of Job, uh, you guys, you know, you know already that that's probably one of the best books to read if, if life is just getting you down because Job, and that's what it was there for. And it's the oldest book in the Bible. And, and Job was, uh, you know, he, he loved the Lord, he honored the Lord and, you know, Satan came after him. The Lord allowed that, but only to a certain degree, same thing that will happen to a, to, to us today. Only if the Lord allows it, it will happen. And Satan continues to, 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 to do all this, what he did to Job. He does this today. He wants to ruin your day. He wants to ruin your life. This makes him so happy to attack you and me. He loves it. This is what he lives for to ruin our day. We cannot let that happen. To, to happen. Today is the day the Lord made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Let's be used by God. Don't let Satan ruin your day. You know, man, I've had those days where I remember a, uh, Gosh, a few years back, I had got this brand new truck, man. I, I think I've had the truck for like two weeks and I spilt a cup of coffee in on the seat and I was so mad. I was so mad and it really it, it seriously ruined my whole day. And now they look back on it. I'm like, dude, it was just coffee, man. You can go clean that seat. So these are the things that Satan wants to do. It may not be big, powerful things. It could be, but it could be little things just to eat at you all day long. And then everything that happens He's just, you feel like, man, Satan is just just all over me. So don't let him do that. Don't let him ruin your day. Be excited for the Lord and be ready for when the Lord calls somebody so you can talk to them. Again, like we said earlier, there will be evil in this world. We know this. There will be people who want to do harm to other people. This should not be no surprise to us because Jesus, uh, his words, his words in uh, John 16, 33, he said that, that these things will happen, but these things will only happen if God allows them to happen. So please do not fear. You're going to hear it a million times. You're going to probably get sick of me saying it. Don't fear. Why? Because the love and power of God. And the other, uh, on the other hand, they're infinite. They're infinite. The love and power of God is infinite. God's love and care extends even to the in, in, the, the, the smallest little sparrow. The, these sparrows that we'll find out, uh, they're so in, 
insignificant, right? They're just these little tiny birds. And not even one of them can die unless God allows it. If this is true, which it is, then how much more does God watch over us? Look at verses 29 and 31. It says, are not two sparrows sold for a cent? And yet not one of them will fall to the ground apart from your father. But the very hairs of your head are all numbered. So do not fear. You are more valuable than any sparrows. Now, in those days, sparrows hardly cost anything to buy in the markets. If you look at it, uh, if you look at uh, Luke chapter 12, verse six, it says, are not five sparrows sold for two cents? Yet not one of them is forgotten before God. These sparrows were so cheap. It was like buy two, get three free, or, you know, hey, uh, I'm gonna, you're gonna buy three and I'll just throw two other ones in at no cost. This is how almost like worthless that these sparrows were. They didn't cost anything. Now, those are pretty cheap birds if you look at it. And it, it says that the father knows when one of these sparrows falls to the ground and the father is there when it happens. So see, the Lord knows when these birds die. They know he, he, he's allowing this to happen. It didn't catch him by surprise that a bird fell to the ground. No, the Lord knew that. And he loves these birds. These are, these are his creation as well. So why is it we should, we should not fear and be a confident, a confident Christians today? Why, why, are we, why are we so fearful? Because if God cares for those sparrows in such a way, then how much more do we mean to him? These are cheap little birds. These are cheap little birds that are flying in the trees and doing all these things. They're cheap little birds. And we are the ones who are serving God. So yes, he cares. We have value. He loves us so much that he gave his only begotten son. So yes, we have value to God. Understand that. That is why we shouldn't fear. If God sees those sparrows fall to the ground and allows it, how much more do we mean to him? And he cares for us. So again, we don't fear. To our loving father, we are of great value. We, he, does, he does care for us and he, he cares for us very much. God cares about us so much that he is concerned with every detail of our lives, every detail, what you're going to eat, where you're going to go, what you're going to do. He is involved and he cares about every detail. So much so that even the hairs on your head are numbered. Now mine, it doesn't take, I mean, a fifth grader can count all the hairs on my head, but he cares, all the hairs on your head are numbered. Now, this is not an accumulated amount. God's not going, oh, there's probably about uh, 2,000 hairs on your head or 300 hairs on your head, whatever. No, every hair is individually counted and God knows this. Isn't that amazing? Now that is that, that is a God who cares about us. That is a God who loves us. So we, we should be excited and we shouldn't have fear. Warren Wiersbe says this about this verse, uh, these verses that I just quoted, or I just said, and I quote, God sees the sparrow fall to the ground and God sees when a hair falls from the head of one of his children. When he protects his own, he protects them down to the individual hairs. Come on, y'all. That is exciting. It's just these little, these little tiny hairs. But the Lord cares about the birds that fall, the hair that fall. The Lord cares. So we have to understand that he is with us. He is going to guide us. He is going to protect us. And anything that happens to us is only allowed by him. It doesn't go across his desk. Like I said, COVID didn't come and he went, oh my gosh, what, what is this? What, COVID? No, he knew it was coming. He knew it was coming. And unfortunately, when people get sick of whatever and, and, and die, everybody 
has a day that they're going to die. I might have just blew your mind, but everybody is going to die one day. The question is, are you going to die with Christ or without Christ? That's the big question. So you see, we need not to fear when we know God is taking care of us. And the third point is the confident Christian remembers the reward of Christ. He remembers the reward of Christ. And this is found in verses uh, 32 uh, and 33, where it says, um, uh, Jesus speaking says, therefore, everyone who confesses me before men, I will also confess him before my father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, I will also deny him before my father who is in heaven. Now, our sufferings for Christ will, 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 they will be rewarded. If we refuse to allow the threat or even the fact of a threat of persecution to intimidate intimidate us to like be quiet, like we can't have that. We can't allow the threats to keep us quiet. We will completely be compensated by Jesus' commendation. Now, this is Jesus. Remember, he he died, and in, in, in Romans eight thirty four it says that he died, and he was intentionally raised. I always threw that and throw that in there. He was intentionally raised, and where did he go? He went to the right hand of the Father. Well, what's he doing there? He is interceding for us. He's interceding for us. So now that we recognize that this life offers suffering like like death, sickness, and persecution because we're speaking to somebody about Christ, know this, there are rewards to be received. Again, Jesus warned us of these things and there and said that there will be pain and suffering and and then said not to fear because he has overcome the world like we just spoke about. So we need to refuse the fear of these things. Now, I know we have talked about persecution a lot today because this is what this message is about. Maybe being persecuted because you are talking to somebody about Christ and your fear is that, you know, you're, you're going to, you know, they're not going to want to listen to you or whatever. That's what, um, this is what this whole message is today is that we need to be confident, right? We need to be confident. We talk a lot about persecution. Now, when Jesus was speaking to his disciples, this is probably what they were fearful of at the time. They weren't fearful that their car wasn't going to start. They weren't fearful because uh, they weren't getting enough likes on Facebook. No, they knew that when they went and preached the gospel, that there was a possibility that they could be physically harmed or put to death. I mean, there was that reality. So there was fear. There was fear for them. You see, persecution is not the same today as it was back then. But I have people who I was friends with uh, that don't really even talk to me anymore because of my faith in Christ and my willingness to confess him as my Lord. So they want nothing to do with me. Now, I can't go and beg them. I could, but I'm not going to. Because, listen, this is just something that I you know, I, I believe in, I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. I believe he, he was uh, brought here to die for my sins. And he did that. And then on the third day, God, uh, you know, uh, he was resurrected. God intentionally rose him from the grave. So now I am saved only because of Jesus Christ. Well, people don't want to hear that. They don't want to hear that. So I have lost friends and I have lost people that I used to talk to now, but look at verse 32 though. It says, therefore, everyone who confesses me before men, I will also confess him before my father who is in heaven. Now confessing isn't, isn't the words that just roll off your lips, right? Confess and go, Oh, Jesus is my Lord. Jesus is my Lord. That's great. But it's not the words that are rolling off your lips. More importantly, it's the life that we live. You see, many people can say Jesus Christ is your Lord, yet they have not surrendered their life to him and obey his will. That's why uh, I always say that, you know, I try to stay away from, oh, that person's a Christian. No, that person's a believer in Jesus Christ or a follower of Jesus Christ. Because Jesus says that you will know that they're mine by the fruit that they bear. 
So if our branches aren't bearing any fruit, right, then we're just saying that Jesus is Lord, but our life needs to reflect that. We need to be uh, just like Christ. So our life needs to reflect that just not, they're just not words. When we confess him and our talk and our walk are, are, are together, we have the benefits of Jesus as our advocate. When he confesses us to the Father, he is securing these benefits though, these benefits that we're getting. He's securing them, uh, securing them of him willingly going to the cross and his sacrificial work that was done there. That's what, that's what he's doing. There will be a judgment for believers. There's a judgment coming for believers. Now, it's not the same as, as non-believers, but this believers, the, for believers, uh, our judging is not for our salvation because Jesus already took care of that. But the rewards we will get, that's what, it, that's what we're doing. That's what, that's what we want. When we're doing the work of the Lord and we're doing the work for the kingdom, there is, there's rewards to be had in heaven. And this is what he's talking about. The rewards that we will get, they're awesome. But if we deny him, we, we can't get those awards, rewards. So when I, when I go to heaven, when I, when I go to heaven and Lord, you know, I'd rather be raptured than die. Who wants to die? But, you know, whatever, whatever way I go, I want, I want to hear, well done, good and faithful servant. I don't, I, I, I don't want, the one I don't want to hear is, well, son, I love you. You made it. No, I want to hear well done, good and faithful servant. Those are the words that I so look forward to. And that should be the, the same for every believer. We have to confess Jesus to people in the, in, in, in the life we live, not just the word. So go tell people about Jesus and what he has done for you. Go tell them the good news of the gospel because it's powerful and it's powerful to change lives. We need to be excited today, not fearful. So at this point, I'm hoping, hoping that you guys are excited, excited now. You know what? Well, I'm not going to fear. I'm not going to fear today. I am going to go tell somebody about Jesus. I hope that's what you guys are excited about. And that's why we could be confident Christians. And Paul said in Romans chapter one, verse 16, for I am not ashamed of the gospel for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. If you're a believer today, then you know the power it has. It has, it, it took you uh, as a lost sheep in the dark that was headed to hell because of your rebellion towards God to a new creation in Christ, now, now headed to heaven because the work Jesus did on the cross. This is why we don't fear. We're excited because we see the power of the gospel in our lives. We've seen it in our lives, and we know that if we are telling people Listen, they can have that same, they can, they can feel that same power. Also, if you're a believer, you know, it's a commandment, right? You know, this, um, Matthew 28, 19 says, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the father and of the son and the Holy spirit. You see, we need to be about our father's business. Time is running out. We are in critical times. If you look at the way this world is going, not just in America, I'm not saying just in America. I'm talking about the entire world. There is this, 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 this COVID has gone on in the world. People are starting to talk about this, that, and the Bible prophecies are really, Ezekiel 38 is really, I think, starting to come into, into form, but it's critical times. There's people out there that need to hear the word of God and they need to hear the gospel. And that is up to us. We're the ones, we're the ones that, uh, we're the ones that say it, we're the ones that do it. Now, 
it says in verse 19, of all nations. Does that mean you need to go to Africa or Russia to do this? Well, let's be honest, we can't travel anyway. So no, that's not what it means. It means in your neighborhood, in your community, your workplace, your home, you can go do this. Again, God has given you a voice and he's given you a firm foundation to stand on and you can go preach from the rooftops and you can tell people what Jesus did for, for you and they, they can have the same thing. Listen, confess the Lord, live your life that honors the Lord and shows the Lord that you obey him. What these last two verses show us is the only thing a Christian should fear is displeasing the Lord and that the fear, that fear should cancel and stomp out to the ground any other fear. The fear of the Lord should stomp out any other fear. We do not want to displease the Lord. That's what we don't want to do. And that should be a fear. That should be a fear, but not anything else. And I want and, and I want to con, I want to Jesus to confess me to the Father. My my fear is if I don't confess him down here, he won't confess me in heaven. Now that is true fear. That is true fear. He is confessing to the Father. These are the things that he is saying to him. So we want to make sure that we are confessing him down here so he confesses us to the Father. So in conclusion, you may say today, I don't, I, I can't go to people and talk to them about Jesus. I, I don't know what to say. Well, good, good. You shouldn't know what to, well, you should know what to say. But if that's a fear of yours because you don't know what to say, then let the Lord be your mouthpiece. Let the Lord be your mouthpiece. Do not, do not let that be your excuse. Don't let that be your excuse that you can't talk to people because you don't know what to say or, you know, uh, you know, I don't know, whatever your fear is. But if you don't know what to say, then you're in good company. And don't let that be an excuse. Because remember, when Moses tried that in Exodus chapter 4, verse 10, when he said, oh, my Lord, I am not... I'm not eloquent and neither before nor since you have spoken to your servant, but I am of slow speech and of slow tongue. Now, maybe Moses had a speech issues. I don't know. I mean, maybe he did. Maybe he stuttered. Maybe, I don't know, whatever it was, maybe he did have this. I don't know. But what we do know is what we read in scripture that when Moses did speak to the nation of Israel, he did just fine, right? We see that Moses did just fine. And look at God's answer to Moses in, in, in Exodus 4, uh, 11 through 15. Now, for the sake of time, let me just, I'm just going to take a couple of pieces from this and, and read it. It says, so the Lord said to him, who has made man's mouth or who makes the mute, the deaf and seeing or the blind? Have I, have not I the Lord? Now go and I will be with your mouth. There you go. So if you're scared because you don't know what to say, Read that verse, read that verse over and over. The Lord says, I just go. He says, now go, now go, and I will be your mouth. So there, there you go. The fear should be gone. We shouldn't be afraid. We just need to be ready and willing to be used by God because he will be with our mouth. This is, this is what it means to have God as your mouthpiece. Like I said, just said, he will give the words to you to say, you just have to be willing. You just have to be willing to be used by God. You have to be willing to use by God. When you really look at it, what we see and live in, in, in cringing fear of witnesses for Christ is not the death or torture that some believers may have been asked to suffer. There are some that have, 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 have had that. Missionaries, we were about missionaries that have died and, and killed because of their, of their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and they've been asked to do this. But, the, but only the occasional door slammed in our faces or a simple no, I'm not interested. And if that's what you're scared of, then you should be ashamed today. You should be, you should, I'm, I'm telling you, I know it, I rambled probably, but listen, here's the end. Do not fear. 
be bold. Be bold because what you're proclaiming is true. You know it. You've read about it in your Bible. I'm talking to the believer in Jesus Christ today. You know it's true because you've read it in your Bible and you've experienced the change. You are now a new creation in Christ because of what Christ did for you. So you should be able to go and tell people about Jesus confident. You should be a confident Christian today because you know how everything ends and you know the Lord is going to be with you. So again, guys, I want to thank you for listening. Uh, it's uh, it's it's been, uh, it's been awesome. Lord willing, we'll be back next week in Galatians. This has been the Crosslight Bible Study Podcast. For more information about the podcast, or if you'd like to leave a prayer request, visit us on our website at crosslightbiblestudy.com.